Hi guys. Hi Nina. Hi Olivia. Do you like my new outfit? Yeah, should we acknowledge? I have like a punk, you know, erratic style. It could have been normal, but I was I came out of the bathroom giggling like a little schoolgirl because I was so excited because I pulled a little prank on you. It. You should have saved it. For I know, I know, it. but I was so excited. Well, also we had needed to do a mic check. Yeah, mic check. Check, check. Check, check. Testing, one, two, one, two. So what's with the makeup? What's up? What's the deal? Well, just trying something new. Just trying something new. <laughs> I was thinking that we're doing a lot of like talking, a lot of jokes, a lot of information. We're not doing enough like guerrilla marketing and the way I want to do guerrilla marketing is by like getting into people's phones mm-hmm. like in video games yeah in, like YouTube videos and children's shows as sort of a little specter like a scary little spirit that mm-hmm. pops up and it's like hello watch me listen to me come with me um and I think that would really bo- boost subscriptions boost sure. listenership so I'm trying out this new thing where I am like auditioning to be a um, a sort of a, a creepy creature of the internet. Oh, like um, an internet ghoul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, I'm, just an average Saturday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I mean we're we're gonna be talking about creepy pastas today, and so I wanted to throw it back to one of my OG icons, um, doppelgangers. You know, Queen of Mystery, Momo. Momo. Yeah, and you know she's like always hanging out with kids. She's always, like, getting people to listen to her. She's sort of like a Lady Pied Piper, Mm. very, like, influential influencer type of thing. She's sort of, like, racially androgynous. She is. Mm -hmm. You know, she's kind of, like, skinny legend, of course. Like, cheeks snatched. Snatched. Big eyes. Yeah. Like a Mia Goth, Anya Tiller-Joy situation. Yeah, I actually heard that she walked in Balenciaga. Mm -hmm. She definitely got buccal fat removal. Of course. Mm-hmm. Momo is not natural. You should have seen Momo yeah. before her nose job. She's not a supporter of women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, besides that, she does support women in, like, killing themselves and stuff and doing True. harm. And we love that for mm-hmm. her and we love that for us. She so. pops up uh, as you least expect. Mm-hmm. Just like love. She's Just like, like life. Yeah, and she's kind of, like, doing sort of, like, affirmation, sort of, like, in the mirror, like, hello, like, kill yourself, kill yourself. I honestly don't know that much about her, to be fair. I know that, like, she scares parents. She scares parents and children. I feel like she's, like, this scary photo that pops up at the end of a video, and it's like, Mm -hmm. Momo. Yeah, that's her catchphrase. Momo's always, (laughs) Momo! (laughs) Me, Momo, you bad boy. Well, Momo, I mean, the reason we're we're, you're Momoing. Yeah, I'm Momo. That makes one of us. Momo be Momoing. Momo be Momoing. Because when you're listening to this, dear listener, it's October 3rd. Oh my God, so true. Futurista over here. Futurista. It is October 3rd. It is a Tuesday. You should be listening at noon. The moment noon sharp. Noon sharp. And we're getting ready for boo spoopy season. I know. I realized that <laughs> we planned this out and it's like, it's very cringerous. I felt well, like, like a little ironic. It's like ironic. I know. I think we need to say scary instead of spooky. <laughs> I said spoopy. Well, I know. I'm rolling <laughs> on this. Um, I, spoopy. I was pitching this to somebody. I was talking about it. I was like, oh, uh-huh. we're going to do really, we're going to do scary topics. I think if we like go hard on the scary, on the frightening, not like 
we're not about pumpkin. Although, I mean, I love a pumpkin. I was drawing a lot of pumpkins mm-hmm. today. It was the kids know about Yoyo Yoyo Kusama. They know all about. Damn, it. that's mm-hmm. you know what? She's a really kid friendly artist exhibition for like bougie parents. Lots of dots, the infinity rooms. I've yeah. never actually seen her work in person. I have. It's nice. It's really nice. Seemed kind of like a gimmick. I love a woman who just lives in a mental institution. Me too. I would honestly take that life if they would give me that high quality art supply in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. No, I've thought about that. that many a time. But you don't really get that in real life. They I mean, give you not like an brands. Yeah, I feel like she's. Can. Yeah, but I feel like she has a box cutter or something that she's using to cut out some of these. Like, I just they don't. Yeah, give you those well, they're spaces. taking a cut. Maybe they're taking. <laughs> yeah, they get a ten percent commission yeah, after yeah, the gallery and the insane asylum. Yayo has like fucking twenty five cents to her name. Just kidding, she's rich. Well, I'm, she's doing some weird collabs. I feel like she I, did I was just gonna say with like, fashion, high fashion. Yeah, it was someone weird, and they were like, she is not her ass is not signing off with this because she's also like in her nineties now, and she's just been like up there for the past. 20. Does she have kids? Don't know. Um, not the topic of the day. Yeah, not though. the topic of the day. The topic of the day is our first of our new series called Spook Apocalypse Ah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Apocalypse Ah. That's literally what I just said. Yeah, I like that. I'm repeating it. Okay. I'm, I I'm reiterating because I'm like reinforcing that I'm listening. And um, mm-hmm. you're doing active listening. Active listening. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Tell uh-huh. me more. Yeah. 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 Going. yeah. I'm so close <laughs> to, to forming a thought. Um, yeah, so we're doing we're doing we're doing frightening topics. Frightening. I'm not gonna say spooky. We're gonna do things that will chill you to your core um for the month of October. Ooh. And and we're I mean, a lot of it is just stuff that we have talked about in the past and wanted to talk about because we 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 talk we talk on the scarier darker side of things often you know oh yeah i mean love to walk walk the walk the 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 it's so hard to not spooky we we love to walk in the the dark rabble of the dark side of the moon exactly Mm -hmm. so true brother um Mm -hmm. yeah so we are we're gonna get scary this is the first one the inaugural episode stay tuned for more stay tuned for more the entire month of october um look out for me on your phones boom Hello, I am Nina. And I'm Olivia. And this this is Apocalypse. Wow. I almost said that I was Olivia. I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) It's on the tip of my tongue. My God, we're getting scary. We're doing identity switching. We're going to do single white female. I never saw that. I mean, I've never seen it either, but it's just kind of a thing people say. Single white female. Yeah, I don't really know what that is. It's about like someone like I think it's like a roommate moves in and then starts becoming obsessed with her new friend and starts mm. um, like a podcast with her and then like starts hanging out and like forcing her to like eat meals that she cooks for her um, <laughs> once a week. And then mm. we'll like get really anxious if she's late and we'll kind of like always be trying to like feed her alcohol and drugs. And then we'll like make her watch while she gets like really high on weed. And it's like kind of this strange situation. I've never heard of um, And then she gets her matching pajamas, like silk pajamas, and she makes her wear them. And she. <laughs> and it's just like a weird vibe. This is a little bit revealing. <laughs> I don't know anything I about that. Was, that a, was that a creepypasta that you read? <laughs> <laughs> I really I enjoy when you cook me meals and put me in pajamas. I don't mm. want it to stop. I do worry at some point that you're going to like break my kneecaps and like feed me soups. 
yeah, we've got this empty basement. <laughs> Olivia's name written all over it in blood. <laughs> it's me and the cat. Yeah. And suddenly the cat is on the mic and I'm down there using the litter box. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, okay. hopefully not anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not going to make you use litter box. I draw the line there. Oh my God. Did you see that? That there was like that classic bipolar girl who was like, I had a manic episode and I like literally used my cat's Oh, I did see that. Everyone was like, oh, girl. I know. And the other stuff she was saying wasn't that Wasn't that crazy? crazy. I know. But then that was like, oh, you do have bipolar. She had a few about shitting her pants. I think maybe she has like gut issues. Yeah. 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 Because honestly, I wouldn't say that that's like a sign of insanity if driven to the brink. Because there was another one where she's like, oh, I was working at my coffee job and I shit my pants. And then I went and I threw out my underwear and then I did the rest of the shift in a trench coat. And it's like, it seems like she's like pushing it hard. You know, it seems like she's just like shitting her pants a lot, which would drive you to insanity. I have a kitty litter story. Okay. Yeah, we're we're driving into scat. Tough it's territory. Not it's not poop related. It's just kidding. How is it? Okay, curious. Um, Color me intrigued. Yeah, exactly. So my father lived in Detroit for a couple of years. Had a car. We grew up in New York. We never, we never drove. We didn't know anything about this. Apparently, that's my beer. Apparently, when it's super icy in places in the Midwest and such, you put kitty litter, like bags of kitty litter, in the back of your trunk. And what it does is it weighs the car down, so it's heavier, so that you don't skid as easy, right? But when I heard this as a kid, my dad like talked about it, it was so cold and you had to like put kitty litter in the trunk. And I always thought it was because like you would get stuck in your car in some crazy <laughs> way and you would have to use the kitty litter to like shit and pee. And I was like, damn, that is crazy. And just sort of like Detroit seems nuts. Yeah. I was like, damn, that would be so scary to get like stuck in your car. Like, and then when you moved to Ohio for college, you <laughs> no, brought a ton of kitty litter. Yeah. <laughs> some wee wee pads. Not everyone like, shitting in the back of their car. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, actually, I thought it was. No, so I'm smart. prepared. I didn't do kitty litter. I, do- I brought wee wee pads. Yeah, I'm wearing a diaper already. Yeah. I got two rounds yeah. down. I'm ready to go some more. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to the topic yeah. at hand. Yeah. We are talking about creepy pastas, uh, which is, if you don't know, an internet term for scary stories. It comes from the term copy pasta, which comes from the term copy paste, you which go. you might know if, you, if you've been on a computer. Yeah. Sorry, I really didn't like the way that sounded. I don't want to be sassy. I want to be serious. Yeah. I'm working on yeah. it. So, copy pasta, creepy pasta, copy pasta. Creepy, creepy Nina. <laughs> creepy. So, apparently, it emerged in the 90s when chain emails were in vogue. vogue. That's correct. But it really took off in 2008 to 2010. We're doing a really cool yeah. little conjoined twin situation right now. And, uh,. Yeah, well, it's going to end now because now, now we kind of, our outline kind of peters <laughs> up from there. That's it, folks. <laughs> but uh, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, that, maybe we can sound get... really prepared. I was about to... Yeah, we, we reviewed. We can get <laughs> Roth doing some um, some cue cards in the future. I think that would be That'd cool. Be so funny. I'd love to... Maybe we can get, like, the writers that are, like, on strike right now to start writing for us. Maybe we can get a writer's room and just kind of have everything pre-written and we can just kind of be, like, talking heads. Who was that? It was someone so iconic who had that horrible Christmas song like it was like a show that she did and the cue cards were all fucked up and she didn't remember the words of the song and it was so funny it was someone so- Megan Trainer. no 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 it was someone like old timey famous it was like oh fuck Tony okay. Danza ladies and gentlemen the dynamic Patty LaBelle yeah it was like the equivalent so <laughs> funny and she was like the cue cards the cue cards next card next card buddy <laughs> 
Next car, honey. Next car. <laughs> that would be Raphael. All right. Well, let's get let's yeah. get to it. Okay. Let's now we're just free balling and let's too much, too loosey goosey. Um. Yeah. So something that was interesting to me because like this is very emblematic of of my my early experiences with the internet it's yeah. just like a strange little story a strange little character that pops out that everyone knows i feel like we got it like the ones that really sunk their way into my memory are maybe copy pastas not creepy pastas but just mm. like general lore and then this maybe doesn't fall into that category but i'm thinking of like the sex ones like lemon party and like blue waffle and just like the um, things that people would say to like that's not almost search like just a meme yeah it was an early an early meme but i don't think we were calling it that and we they were, weren't funny yeah. <laughs> no they were <laughs> they were really fast oh the two girls one cop that was, yeah that was the big one that was the big one yeah um, <laughs> was that fake no that was real yeah it was real <laughs> it was, i mean there's a lot of horror, horrors out there i choose not to believe Maybe it was a creepy pasta could have been so what was interesting to me though because like yeah. a lot of it is very if you're thinking of like the web browser in which you would see this it's like a black and white photo that's kind of like flashing or some strange like sort of deviant art cartoon guy and it's like black background white text a lot of like flash uh sort of animation um very rudimentary and very like spooky scary yucky and so i was thinking of it as sort of childish and like trying to trying to get at you and i did not expect i don't really have a memory of these that much i didn't Mm. expect them to be well written or for that to be like at all the goal of it yeah and so i was surprised in doing research that they're like very literary well the good the good ones are good there are many 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 very poorly written bad ones sure but I mean, yeah, I, and but I guess say that about anything. Yeah, but it's also like just the fact that that was like it's a lot of it is like functions as an internet writing group. It's like people that were trying to spin a good yarn, mm-hmm. and like definitely a lot of people did believe them, and it was a lot of like young people who were reading them. But like the goal, I don't think, was to trick people. It was to tell a good story and to like practice good craft. Yeah, and to um, be in a writing community. With mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like really creative, and a lot of it was on different media. There were a lot of people that were doing it in like a YouTube way, and it was really mm-hmm. like. Um, like War of the Worlds esque, where it was yeah. like people doing like really unique stuff with early forms of media, like the, some of the first like people doing like vlogs or whatever were doing these kind of like complex like radio story type of vlogs where they're pretending to be someone like in a cave or whatever doing like sort of a Blair yeah. Witch trial thing, and it's like very Blair Witch Project, very interesting the way that like they're really like working with this form. And putting a lot of effort into it. Um, and it's not like, I feel like it gets a bad rap of being like sort of a rudimentary like clickbait. And it like definitely yeah. functions as that. But there's like a lot, a lot of craft in it. Which yeah. Which I think is really fun. I mean, there's definitely like a cringe association. I think sure. there, there's a little bit of a cringe level. Because I feel like the type of people that really nerd out over this stuff or like, hmm, whatever. I will say... I forgot about this until just now, but there's a guy on Twitter who just recently has been going viral and that's like his whole thing is like, it's like only like a tweet, but it's like a creepypasta tweet where like he had one that was like, oh my God, there's this creepy thing looking at me through the window and it's like a fake image, but everyone was like, oh my God, because it's like a narrative story through the tweet thread. Mm -hmm. There was another that was like, he found like a 
kid shoe that like was all bloody or something. And he was like, what does this mean? And it's like, that is, Twitter's a great medium for that, or should I say X? Because there's all these boomers being like, oh my God. So, I mean, it's still alive and well. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that at the end of this, or maybe oh. in part two. But just like, I do feel like there's kind of been a resurgence of that sort of mm-hmm. playful attitude to social media, which kind of had like existed a lot. And I feel like we forgot about when we talk about old internet, how much like people were really like having fun with the form and making these little videos. And I think TikTok has brought that back in a lot of ways, yeah. brought back that like experimental spirit, which I think is very nice to see. It is nice to see. But before we get to like the nice part of it, let's just, let's get down in the dirt. Let's get our elbows in the blood. Let's yeah. make some creepy pasta. Mm. Yeah, I had a creepypasta once when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was at a friend's house. This is like a memory that like is stuck in my brain. I was at a friend's house and probably in like the third grade and maybe it was like the fifth grade because I was definitely like judgmental, I guess. I don't know. I'll I'll put it at put it at four. Split the difference. Her mom was like I was already kind of like scared of her, like freaked out by her, and she cooked me a pasta that like was just plain pasta, but then it had like a cheese stick, like a peeled cheese stick, like out of the wrapper, but it was just kind of like dumped in the middle and then put in the microwave for like thirty seconds, so it's like half melted, but like the cheese stick is still fully intact. Like you can see the cheese stick, <laughs> and it was really disgusting, and I. Like, I had to eat it because I was at my friend's house. And I was just kind of, like, suffering through it and sort of, like, eating my way around the cheese stick. And it's, like, a situation where you're at a friend's house, so you, like, can't, like... Like, they clearly think this is incredibly normal. Yeah, that poor kid. Yeah, and, like, you're I've looking for someone it. to, like, make eye contact with, and it's just, like, everyone is related to this, like, cheesesteak pasta creator. Mm. So they're all, like, indoctrinated into this cult of horrible eating, and it was really, it really scared me to my bones. I thought that you were going to say you had, like, green pasta with Vienna sausage, like, toes or whatever. No, this was, like, a, a real, a real a horror. Real horror, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it was sort of like an A24 pasta. Yeah, I feel bad for that kid. I mean, my parents didn't cook that well, but... All right, well, let's get into some creepypastorinis. Oh, God. <laughs> once, and now you're just... You're drawing a little mustache my on your finger. Persona. I'm in my creepypasta version of Nina. This one is super classico, Slenderman. This is maybe the most well-known one. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot to say. I mean, we have to do, like, another Slenderman moment. Yeah. Sure. Uh, origins. Uh, well, this goes into what it has become, but um, okay, Slenderman is one of the most well-known creepy pastas, and it has depicted. <laughs> it's about Slenderman. <laughs> Uh, okay, Slenderman was created by Eric Knudsen in 2009 on the Something Awful forum, which is, I believe, a, a product 4chan. of 4chan and it, 8chan. What? It's, all, it's, 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 it's separate. Um, and he is depicted as a tall, impossibly thin man with pale skin, most frequently seen wearing a black suit, who appears to children. And what makes him so scary is that he has no face. He uses mind control to manipulate the victims who stumble upon him, wandering near abandoned buildings into performing murder on his behalf. That's already pretty scary. Yeah. I believe what happened, which is a common thing with creepypastas, as I have come to learn is that the image came first so i think there was a competition to make like a scary image and they did 
Eric, I suppose. And then somebody else wrote this story based on the image. And so that is like a common form. A lot of the most notable ones, Jeff the Killer, etc., come from like someone creating an image. A lot of time, like the creator isn't known. And then somebody else like writes a story based on the image, which is also cute because that's like a classic, yeah, like writing exercise. It's a collab. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's very nice. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, very art class. Um, But what's not nice is the real life homicide that he inspired in 2014 involving two girls stabbing a victim because the Slender Man told them to. Two children, girls stabbing a child. Most girls are children. Some some women are girls for life. Mm. (laughs) These ones weren't. Yeah, they were like 14. They killed their friend. They're in jail, I guess. No, I think one got out of the hospital and the other one's still in the hospital one was like schizophrenic for real and the other one was just sort of like along for the ride and that is like ugh, totally understand if there's any time mm-hmm. you could be taken for a ride like that it's when you're 14 no of course mm-hmm. i mean it's and it's like his whole thing is like his whole yeah. thing Letterman's whole thing is telling people to murder them it's like why wouldn't they know that that would happen you can't fuck with him like that yeah you're literally honor. what he said he would do <laughs> it's um, <laughs> your honor the lore your honor may I refer you to page three of the lore uh, dude you could get a fucking law degree by reading these creepy pastas the shit is long too I know. The, oh, they are oh so God. long and yeah. I show like the estimated reading time of them it's like I guess this is the deal with any like fanfic online fanfic like these people are working hard yeah i know they're 14 year olds doing like a full-time job (laughs) um but youngest soldiers yeah shout out to to the slender man girls um i hope they have a a speedy recovery and return to i know yeah we'd love you on the pod oh but another (laughs) thing about slender man that makes it a very classic yeah uh, blueprint of the creepypasta is that it then quickly inspired a video game and I yeah. think the way that the girls found out about it was from the video game because the video game called Slenderman became super popular and was like a challenge or it was like supposed to be like a yeah. really scary video game and it's like you gotta like get through it like I remember people playing it in like middle school I and being like YouTube video you can't that. like last to the last like segment of it without freaking out because it's so scary so that's like a classic uh sort of path for creepy pastas to follow is like either being inspired by video games which we'll see with ben drowned which is like inspired by zelda there's several that are like inspired by video games are meant to be like parts of video games or like hidden messages within video games and then there's many that have come independently and then gone on to inspire video games so it's very like incommunicado with that media and it's like an evolving narrative where like i i think the thing i remember about those two girls with slender man was they were on like mess like slender man message boards and like they were there was all this slender man deviant art Mm -hmm. like it was like erotic and horny and like people were like as everything is when you're 14, scary yeah. and horny, oh, like I easiest know. emotions they to capture. They should just into like Edward Cullen or something. Like Edward Scissorhands. That's scary and horny. Well, I mean, but it wasn't even like, like ugh, it was so sad. It was like, he's going to take them away from their, their pariah style life and make them like, you know, the queen of their castle in the Slenderman village. And it was very much like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that's the lore. They were going to be Slender Ma'am, Slender Madam. Slender Madam. <laughs> Poor kids. I feel bad. It's yeah. their fault. I can't believe they even 
I mean, but also poor, poor victim, poor, poor child. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And she wasn't. She was like, I feel like hanging out with them. Like, I think she was younger too. Yeah. And she definitely thought they were like she was not their vibe completely. She probably thought they were freaks. And they wow. Were, like, yeah. Okay. Um, moving right along. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite. Mm-hmm. Russian I, sleep experiment. I remember reading this. Like, I don't even know when I read this. I was young enough to read it. and Young enough like, to read? Young oh. enough to read. Old enough to believe. That's right. And old enough to have some understanding of, like, like I had to know what, like, World War Two was and, like... I feel like you came out the womb knowing that stuff. You came out the womb harrowed by a burden of knowledge. Seriously. Seriously, I know. So I guess I was probably like three when I read this. I remember thinking like, oh my God, is this real? And then like Googled it and was like, oh, it's not real. And I mean, I was an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, it's not real, but it's really creepy. And it's a good, it was a good narrative arc. I clipped this version up a little bit well i want you to tell it a little bit just like from your own memory although we know that's not a good so funny i know well some of it is is it's not so funny but it's like very um creepy writing in a way where they whatever i'll sum it up okay because i've never heard this okay okay well i won't ruin it but i'll also like do it a little off book so it's the late 40s in russia okay world war ii has just ended it's the Cold War just beginning. So they're trying to come up with ways to keep soldiers awake for a long time, which everyone knows was an actual thing that every army is obsessed with, notably the Germans in the United States and I guess the Russians. Everybody liked math. They wanted to find a way to get math that was like better. I believe it so far. I'm, Same, I'm yeah. you know, reasonable. Reasonable. Right. Who, so they get, who among us hasn't on a Tuesday afternoon? Literally. I know. Yeah, honestly, you'll be like, by the end of this, get me in that tank. <laughs> <laughs> so they get some prisoners of war, as you do. And they're... American prisoners of war? Uh, no. They're... No. They're, I mean, no. Are they not? No, they're probably Germans at the time. I just want to know what kind of propaganda this is. Late 40s, but still. It's okay, so Nazi. Um, okay. But again, this is a fictional story. I, I, okay. So they've got the Germans. Fiction plays a they've role got- in our culture, <laughs> Nina. Every fiction has truths that we're all living, you bet. That's true, and this is a highly historical I'm trying to piece. study the text. Yes. So you've got these Germans. They're, they're prisoners of war. They're saying, war. nine, nine, nine. We were just following orders. <laughs> <laughs> so these Russian scientists, and I will also add, there were some crazy experiments at this time, Ooh. historically, throughout all nations. So tell me the text as it was written. So okay. it shall be. Okay. So they're put into like a chamber where the gas can be controlled. Like they can change the levels of oxygen and like they can add a gas in there they make a gas chamber but it has a a clear window so they can look in sure and i think it's supposed to be like a one-way mirror i don't i don't know scientists are monitoring them and they've got five people in this room they've got like you know toilets everything they need cool they're supposed to stay for a month there's enough food in there for a month i'm getting a little scared all right so this is when the gas comes in they pump in the gas and this is supposed to keep them up for mm-hmm. as long as they can. And here we go. So everything is fine for the first five days. The subjects are not complaining. And they're told by the Russians that if they, if they just do this for 30 days, then they're going to go free. So they're like, cool, okay, 
we're gonna we're gonna chill on that we'll take this weird gas whatever the scientists have like microphones in there so they can hear everything that they're saying and they can communicate with them as well they're chatty they're cool whatever then they start getting like a little weird and sad and moody five days in. so they haven't slept they haven't slept no it's working i mean it's working and you'll decide at the end of this whether <laughs> whether we should start pumping pumping this through the pipes of society continue so, <laughs> so five days they're like getting paranoid they're getting weird they stop talking to each other and they start alternately whispering into the microphones that and sounds a lot like us yeah they're like they're like tweaking out basically five days in they're tweaking out and they all are trying to like win over the russians by like ratting out their colleagues by like whispering shit into the into the little microphones and like trying to get their attention and the researchers are kind of just like "Mm, okay not gonna do anything nine days in that's when the first one starts screaming and he just yells and yells and yells and yells until he starts squeaking and the researchers are like he must have like physically torn his vocal cords because like what the fuck was that that was crazy and everyone else is just tweaking out in there. I guess one is squeaking, two are screaming, two are not. But the two who are not tear up their books, smear the pages of the books with their own shit, and plaster it over the one-way mirrors so that the researchers can no longer see in. So they're like, fuck, now we have to continue this experiment and we can't even see in. Mm-hmm. And it says that the screaming stopped at that point. Oh, yeah. I guess, which is also yeah. interesting. The screaming stopped. I'm telling you, it has a really spooky cadence <laughs> uh, but you're getting the better version you're getting the version from me okay so Continue. what are we we're we're Day- 10 days 12 days sure in. who knows the researchers aren't hearing any noise they've stopped completely <laughs> so they like are checking the microphones to see if they're working because they're like how could nobody be talking anymore saying anything or making any noise like that is crazy but they can see the oxygen levels and they see that the oxygen levels indicate that five people are breathing in there so they're like i don't know let's not worry about it any further we're 14 days in and they're like desperate to just get like a response out of the the prisoners to make sure that they're alive and see what the fuck is going on so they put an announcement over the intercom and they say we are opening up the chamber to test the microphones step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom and then to their surprise they hear a single phrase and a calm voice respond we no longer wish to be freed <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that's how they sound now. um maybe maybe you could do it in a german voice we no, we no longer wish to be free. <laughs> I was thinking a bit more like, like a German boy. No Is their leader hosen now? They're yeah. in shit leader hosen. Leader hosen made after each other's intestines. So what? What's in there? They they pop their heads and they're fine and the fuck out. They haven't eaten any of their food past day five. They have. Wait, I feel like you're missing stuff. I did cut some stuff out. I guess maybe one of them was dead. Okay, read read this. You missed something very important. Okay. After it says we no longer wish to be freed. So the food rations past day five have not so much. Oh, someone died. Okay. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subject's thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off. You're saying they're fine, bitch? No, they're not. Well, they... (laughs) 
exposing the lungs to the rib cage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact, like they had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning around the eviscerated but still living bodies. Oh of the God! Stomach. The digestive tract of all four could be seen working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that they were digesting their own flesh oh. they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. So then, from there, it's more gore, more horror. What happens? They're like, oh, fuck, we got to like take these people into the ER and try and fix them up. They're trying to put them under anesthetic to like repair them. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, do not fucking knock me out. I need to be kept awake. I need to be kept awake. They're like, uh, fine, you freaks. And for some reason, like do the surgery on them when they're alive. And they're like loving it. They like are living for it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yes, mama. And they don't want to leave. They want the gas forever. And then I think when they like stop getting the gas, they die or something. But I remember reading that and being like, <gasps> no, that's like, that's a good story. It was good because it was rooted in some like real historical facts where it was like people did have an interest in not soldiers not sleeping. They did experiment on prisoners of war. And that's that's where. The no, but it's ends. like a good but, story. Yeah. And that's what's interesting to me. It's like when I in my memory of these things, it's like easy, like but I'm not giving them enough credit at all. I'm thinking of this as like, oh, if you read this email, like you'll die in 10 days. Like my mom, like, you know, had a ribbon around her neck, like that type of shit of like haunted doll, like. I'm my name is a little orphan Mary everyone around me died and I like need to see you in your dreams like weak shit and this is like a well-crafted strange disturbing story this is like fucking crimes of the future like body horror it's and like a, it's a weird story it's wait, interesting I have to show you this image we'll, we'll put it oh okay so the image that accompanied this is oh I've seen this bitch yes and it's so funny I saw this <laughs> recently the Russian sleep experiment like creepy image is just like a Halloween prop and someone found I got this I was scared you were saying Holocaust survivor <laughs> no it's a Halloween prop it was so awesome and it did not look as scary oh, yeah here it is and it's like oh there there he is. It's a creepy. It's a creepy thing. It's creepy. I mean, oh, with the grain on it, it looks kind of like Momo. I think we went to the same plastic surgeon as Momo. That's true. Yeah, and they got their cheeks done at the same place, Transylvania. <laughs> um, um, yeah, everyone. It's like the flights back from Hungary <laughs> yeah, or from Turkey. Turkey yeah, instead of everyone having like clear hair plugs, they all mm-hmm. come back and their eyes are all wide and they got freaky smiles. Yeah, yeah they're like, damn. She got the Momo. She got the Momo joint. Yeah, no, it was a good story. Um, yeah, I was. I'm freaked out by it a little. Mm, I don't. I'm not if freaked you out. Read it on your phone in the dark of night alone of as course. a child. You would be afraid. I also like, and I think I'm. I'm pretty gullible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think if I definitely heard this as a kid, I absolutely would have believed this. It's just not that. I mean, well, especially horrible. like MK Ultra, like a lot of stuff. That's real. I know, right? and this is like. I- yeah. Yes. Well, that's just exactly the same as this, except for the work. No, the stuff. crazy part about this is that the the <laughs> prisoners themselves. Okay, but like Patty Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like Patty. That was not prison. I mean, I was gonna say like the Holocaust. That also happened. I mean, and this is like what this was all like sort of in the context of. I feel like the writer. Of and course. Like, they w- if they could have gotten Jews to do this shit, they would have. I mean, yeah, they did. But no okay. Jew was like pulling out their own intestines and like doing this creepy shit. No way. That's a goy thing. 
Um, I do feel like a part of it is like karmic retribution, you know, like put the Germans in the tanks, you know? It, yeah, honestly, I bet that was part of it. When I was saying that, yeah. Jew wrote that. Jews in the media. Jew wrote it. Yeah, I won't say what kind. won't say what kind of creepy pasta Arthur author wrote this, but it was a Jewish one. I would love to see like the racial and ethnic breakdown of. I mean, there creepy pasta. I was gonna say they're white, but there's a lot of like black people that are into this kind of thing. I could see like of, of part like black nerds. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's a lot. I think it's got to have an overrepresented Jewish community because it's a little <laughs> bit anxious, a little bit like like I like to spook myself out sometimes also the literary nature and like how it's like a little bit nerdy it's incredibly nerdy yeah <laughs> this is a historical fan i go out on a limb um i will say i that smug little bitch that you showed me uh, smiling with that momo stare reminded me of like as much as i was saying like oh this is better than i thought like give it credit what really takes away all the credit is the aesthetic sensibility like that does not hold up well that is exactly how i imagined all of this is like how it looks because like the images are bad they look like yeah. shit. all of the pictures that stuff is based on are all these like little cartoons that look like shit like it's all very bad very rudimentary aesthetic so no matter how like sort of complex or interesting the narrative arc is like the people writing it um don't have good or interesting aesthetics, which is why they're not like making horror movies. They actually tried to make this into a horror movie. It's really funny, and it didn't it didn't come through. But it would have been a pretty good one. I'm yeah, sure I mean, I was picturing it. Marvel lobbied against it. They're like, this is too political. That was a cool sound that you just made. It sounded like a goat, right? Goat. The podcast host who turns into a Billy goat live on screen, hidden footage. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on the Russian sleep experiment. Um, We still have a big, fat list of others to get to, and we are going to do that. The scariest twist of all is that this this journey is not going to end. It's not over yet. You thought, oh, that's nice, a nice, quick episode. I'll I'll be able to breeze through that on my way to work. Joke's on you, bitch. It's homework time. Listen up. (laughs) It's, It's getting worse. Um, we'll be yeah, back. We're gonna uh, be back in your ears next week with uh, at least three more hot pastas up for you, and and the thought of where are we now, and where do we go from here? Oh, and where do we go from here? And what is the future of creepy pastas? And what's the future of you? So tune in to find out and uh, be well. I have a good closing. Oh, it's creepy pasta for dinner. Bon appetit. We're serving creepy pasta. (laughs) (laughs) 